It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now, we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. The San Jose Sharks Audio Network presents The Teal Report. Here's Dan Rusinowski. The Sharks face a very tough back-to-back -to -back set of games that begins tonight in Los Angeles at Crypto.com Arena. It's the final meeting of the regular season series between the Sharks and the Los Angeles Kings, and for San Jose, an opportunity to sweep a season series against their Southern California rivals. Both teams are coming off tough overtime losses at the hands of the Florida Panthers and, in L.A.'s case, a 3-0 loss that followed that against Colorado, the team that the Sharks are going to play tomorrow night. Following the OT loss to the Panthers on Tuesday, the Sharks find themselves still in 13th place in the Western Conference and in 7th in the Pacific Division. They have 60 points in 59 games played, 23 games to go on the schedule, but only one more against the Kings. Los Angeles is in second place in the Pacific, in spite of the fact that in five consecutive games, they suffered injuries to players of great significance. The last time the Sharks played the Kings last Saturday, Aiden Hill was outstanding in the net and picked up a 5-0 shutout. But since then, Hill is back on the shelf. He woke up sore the next morning, and Bob Bugner, the head coach of the Sharks, gave us an update as to his condition. Well, I, I would say right now, but not being on the ice for the last three or four days, I don't think it's, uh, I would say he'd be ready by the weekend or anything. I think this is a, you know, it's a setback. Let's not sugarcoat it. It's a setback. Um, it's nothing where, you know, I don't think we're shutting him down for the season or the surgery required or anything like that, but it's definitely a setback where, um, you know, I'd say for games, he's probably, you know, at least a week, if not more. With James Reimer just coming back against Florida and then facing an overtime game, the Sharks have a goaltending decision to make for the back-to-back -back set of games tonight and tomorrow. Bob Bugner says that the decision is relatively simple. I think we're leaning towards Sachenko against Colorado and back Sunday with Rhymes against Arizona, but uh, um, we'll see how it goes and see what kind of game it is. I mean, you know, Rhymes just coming off an injury. I wouldn't think it would be smart to, to run him three and four in a back-to-back -back situation. And so the Sharks are expected to go with James Reimer tonight against the Kings. Reimer was outstanding against Los Angeles on January 17th, the night that Timo Meyer scored five goals. And it's often forgotten that he had to make 39 stops against the Kings in that contest, which made the score a little more lopsided than the game actually was. But the Sharks' recent memory in the loss against the Panthers is a little bit nagging. Bob Bugner talked about the fact that he felt a little bit worse about the game after looking at the video than he felt stepping off the ice when the game was over. You know, we didn't put pucks into areas where we can get them back. We didn't support the puck, um, you know, on our chip plays to advance it. And, you know, we just weren't physical enough. Um, so we let that team skate around a little too much. We talked about a little bit of poor puck management. Um, you know, we were okay in the neutral zone. We didn't allow a ton of clean entries, but, uh, you know, D-zone giveaways, sloppiness in the D-zone a little bit. But, um, you know, the message there, you're playing against the best third-period team in the league. Uh, we found a way to get a point because we won the special teams once again. Uh, those are all things that are our strengths right now, so we've got to keep that going. But uh, let's get back to a little more of our identity, how we played against L.A. The Sharks only have two losses this season when they've had a lead after the end of the second period, and both of them were in overtime, both against Florida. 
Did the Sharks play too conservatively against the Panthers in the third period? Here's what Bugner said. Yeah, well, we weren't trying to be more conservative. It just we were, we, you know, first of all, they got a lot of skill. So, um, you know, and there's no disrespect to other teams that you're playing uh, different levels of, of in the league. There's some elite teams. I believe Florida's one of those right now. And uh, um, so the skill takes over in all areas of the ice. The little plays, uh, the neutral zone, like Barkoff, but no one, in him and Hubie are guys that pick sticks. And those little skill things that you may not see and stand out right away. That takes over over a course of 60 minutes, um, but uh, you know, for us, we got to sort of know who we are and uh, and play that way, especially against teams like that. And the message was, you know, we've had success against LA, we got to return to that. But also Colorado coming in here Friday, another team much like Florida, uh, you have to be prepared to play a certain way against those teams and give yourself a chance. Veteran Andrew Cogliano gave some ideas as to how the Sharks need to improve tonight against the Kings from the game against Florida. Yeah, I thought for the first 40 minutes, I thought we did a pretty good job, um, you know, playing against a really good team in terms of, uh, you know, I thought we were, you know, we scored in that power play where we had a bunch of good chances. I think, you know, you're up 3-1, the game could have, could have been different. Um, you know, they're a good team, you know, let's just face it. I think they're one of the most skilled teams I've seen and I've probably played against in my career. So um, we knew they were going to have a good push. We knew they were going to make plays at the end of the game. and. Uh, they're really good in the third period when they start pushing. So um, I think the third period was the only thing that was maybe disappointing for us. I think, you know, they took the game over and, and obviously probably deserved in the end an overtime win. But, um, you know, a lot of the stuff we were doing, uh, you know, against L.A., we, we let up a little bit against a team that's better, you know, in terms of, um, in terms of producing offense and, and playing off the rush. So um, when you do that, you give... You know, you give a team like that a lot of momentum, and it seemed like they got that for the third period. Center Nick Benino addressed the same question. You know, our mindset was maybe a little off. We we kind of looked like we were holding on more than more than attacking. And um, you know, when you play on your back foot there at, uh, against a team like that with that much skill, I thought you know to get the point, um, we'll, we'll move on. We'll take it and move on. But uh, you know, just just to play with a little bit of swagger, it's tough when you're sitting where you are to say that, but. Um, we do feel a lot better about our game in the last couple of weeks, and um, you know we got to remember we've got some good players on this team that have that have been you know had a lot of success in their careers, and uh, and we can win games. Going into action today, the Sharks are eight points behind the Vegas Golden Knights in the battle for a wild card spot in the Western Conference, and ten points behind the Edmonton Oilers for third in the division. It's a daunting challenge, but Benino says that the belief is definitely still there in the Sharks' locker room. Yeah, absolutely. We, I mean, we came back from from break. We had a really good road trip in Florida, and uh, you know, just couldn't put wins together. I think now we've we've obviously got some guys back on the back end. Um, helps moving the puck out of the zone and uh, getting into the offensive zone. And and there's a lot of reasons for optimism. You know, what do we got? Six, five out of the last six points, and uh, moving in the right direction. So. Um, we're not going to quit, for sure. The Teal Report will continue in just a moment, right after this message on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network. Yo, what's going on, guys? Asher here, and it's that time of year again. The NHL Gaming World Championship is back. Time has finally come. Yeah! Test your skills playing EA Sports NHL 22 and catch all of the content, live streams, and highlights from the entire season. Let's go! Build your dream squad and hunt and sign up today to compete for your share of $100,000. Register now and get all the details at NHL.com slash gaming. 
When the Sharks landed in Los Angeles yesterday afternoon, the news came out that Tomas Hurdle and his representatives had agreed to an eight-year contract extension to remain with the club. For Hurdle, it wasn't just a hockey decision. It was a big decision for his entire life. Yeah, you know, I, I'm so excited. You know, I can be Sharks for another 80 years, you know, but it's it was, you know, one of my probably biggest decisions in my life because uh, you, you have this opportunity just once in life and... And it was a lot of thinking the last couple, you know, weeks, and and you know, I'm really happy how everything end up, end up, and I can be for another eight years Sharks. Tomas has been through a lot with the San Jose Sharks, and he has developed into an outstanding hockey player. He's most appreciative of everything that he has. Yeah, it's uh, you know, can lie. It's like a long journey. You know, it just don't start. You know, when I. But it's from my young age, you know, I dedicate everything to do hockey. My family dedicate everything to hockey. You know, my parents, they never have, you know, a lot of money. So they always just put everything they can so we can have skates, stick. You know, they never really, like, buy for themselves. So it's always huge thanks for them. It's nice to, you know, kind of give them back now because they did so much for me over the years. And, and you know, it was... A lot of practicing, a lot of workouts, and and it's still it's coming up. But like it was long journey for sure. Like you know, got to the league, you know, everything was fine. You got hurt, you know, and and a couple of times. But I'm happy. I never stopped belief, and I was even pushing myself. And every time I got hurt, I even come better. So so I'm proud of that too. It's the Sharks and the Los Angeles Kings from Crypto.com Arena in downtown Los Angeles. We're on the air at 6.30 Pacific time with all of the exciting play-by-play coverage. Brett Hedekin is with me on the call. Remember, this is a nationally televised game, and so the only way to get a Sharks broadcast is to tune into the Sharks Audio Network. To do that, you get the Sharks Plus SAP Center app presented by Western Digital, and you click on Live or Listen when you open the app. You can also listen by going to sjsharks.com slash listen or tune into one of our great affiliate stations in Northern California. For the complete Teal Report and more great Sharks content, go to sjsharks.com slash listen.